I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my name's Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health and I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast so please get in touch with us via Mano and Inverclyde on social media and um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email just type in support at manoninverclyde.com our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us. If you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member, one of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gavin Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'll be your host this evening as we look over an eventful first leg against PSV on Tuesday night. We'll get ahead to next week's final as Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and Rud Van Nistelrooy both said, Jesus man, I murdered your manager's name there. I'll edit that bit out when it goes out on Spotify. Uh, but here to... Here to talk all things Rangers and look at the games ahead. First of all, Davy Pollock. How are you, Davy? Hey, I'm good, Con. Good evening, brethren. Aye, it was a, it was an eventful evening on, on Tuesday. All to play for, you know, so that it's on a knife edge for me. We look forward to the second leg. Hopefully, Gio will uh, be a wee bit braver than he has been of late. But uh, aye, I'm looking forward to it. Well, we'll get Hearts and we'll get the Hibs, sorry, away on, on Saturday. We've got that to, a hurdle to overcome, but PSV is a, is a massive game, as you said. It's a cup final. No, I look forward to it. That's the thing when you play in Europe so often um, over the last four years of these big games. It's it's hard to not look to games in advance. Um, it's, I but we do need to take one game at a time. Also joining us tonight, Chris, how are you, mate? Very good, thanks, Colin. Um, it's good to be back, and I wasn't. It's good to have the games coming in quick and fast. You know, summer's felt like it dragged in. Now it's game here, game there, game here, game there. But looking forward to it. I really enjoyed Tuesday's game, but um, uh, it's, <laughs> this Wednesday's not going to be an easy one. But I think we'll be up for it. Looking forward to it. Good man. And returning, um, returning again, David Tomlinson. Uh, David, you got a lot of well wishes on Twitter and. Um, and on the on the podcast comments on Monday night, so I'm sure the listeners will, and the viewers will be good to see you back fighting fit with your Rangers scars in the background already. <laughs> yeah, well, as I say, I would love to put on my shirts, but none of them fit me anymore. So, <laughs> but um, no, it's good. I've got I've got it behind me. Uh, everything's uh, as far as I know. The the hospital are confident that it's okay. So we're going from there and uh, just carry on. Well, uh, no, great. Uh, thanks for everybody that, 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 that uh, was interested in me, showed interest in me. Thanks. Um, 
no, it was good game. PSV. I don't, I don't think it, it was necessary that, that we would be lost to them. It was exactly what I said. I, I, I told you the uh, about the guy uh, Hackby or what is it you call him? I forgot his name now. Um, and funnily enough, I was going to say we need to watch the number four coming up for corners as well, but I didn't. I backed out of it because I didn't know his name at that time. And uh, yeah, what happened was uh, that he came up for a corner and uh, put it away. But uh, we'll get round to that. Aye. Um... One of the ones, I hate to say I told you so, but you absolutely warned us on Monday night that crossballs were going to be dangerous for PSV, but we will come to that. Um, Everybody watching on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter, as always, get your comments, questions into the comment section. Um, Thoughts on the nonsense that we are talking, any questions you want us to discuss, or just a general wee hello, um, getting them in the comment section. So, David Bullock, I'll come to you first. Before we actually discuss the, the football, um, before kick-off, there was a bit of a buzz around I've seen the Champions League world goes around. Um, everybody in LA wearing blue. It was, it was a bit of an atmosphere. The Rangers tunnel, you almost killed that atmosphere when they brought back the Andy Cameron song, mind you. Um, that, was, that caught us all off guard, didn't it? That was certainly a blast for the past. One that we should prop, perhaps mm-hmm. leave in the pun. I mean, Andy, I mean, goodness sake. Then were days, yeah. Uh, I am a blue nose. I mean, obviously, Andy's as a big blue nose, and God bless him. But uh, that one should be consigned to not so much history as the bin. No, we've got uh, <laughs> we've got far better stuff than that. No, but it was a uh, Tuesday. Was it was a game of. Very even match, obviously, in a, in a genuine contest, eh, which we're, we're not too used to at Ibrox. You know, normally we we roll in the door and eh, and it's ten men behind the ball and we, we strap ourselves in for a, a you know a bore fest. But it was eh, it was a smashing game of football. I think as Chris has just said, you know, it was a really enjoyable game. It was a both sides, you know, obviously with intentions to go for it, and go win the game. So which is makes a refreshing change from the, the normal fair at Ibrox. It was good, but the Champions League, I mean, I, hearing the anthem at the start was, it, it seems to me like it's, it's almost like a bit of a tease, you know, because we're not at the group stage yet. It's, it's you know, here's here's what you, you you will win, you know. So, no, it was uh, a cracking atmosphere at the start, eh? and, uh, and PSV fans, you know, kind of did their wee bit for that, but it was... Uh, it was, a, it was a great game, thoroughly enjoyable. I mean, and I don't see the, the second leg being much different from the first leg. I think we uh, the onus is on us to go for this. You know, this is 90 minutes and it's winner takes all. So really looking forward to it. Chris, um, I think David made a good point about next week we hope Gio will try to be a bit braver. And I think we will come with that in the second half when it comes to the substitutions. But when I seen the lineup, I, I'll be honest, I was happy with the lineup. I was glad to see James Sands back in because I think his use of the ball is like is probably as good as we're going to get. And um, we are centre halves. Seeing Lawrence, Tillman, Kent all start, the intention was there to get close to Cholak. Before the game, I was singing Geo's praises with the lineup. Yeah, I agree. Um, so was I. And I thought Steve Davis was a masterstroke as well. Nobody really gave him a mention when they were looking for follow in group chats. Who would you play tonight? Nobody really mentioned him, but I thought Davis had a real good game. It showed in the second half. I felt that PSV changed their tactics to kind of mark Davis out the game and minimise him on the ball. When um, Yeah, I thought the tactics were great. The subs that came off were the right subs that came off. It just wasn't the right subs that came on. Do you know what I mean? And, and I, I, I never like hearing players getting it abuse or anything like that, not that there was but it just when you seen Wright coming on it was just a whole uh, oh, eyebrows, do you know what I mean And Scott Wright, I can't fault his effort but I don't think he was the right man to come on, especially when Matonda, Morelos Sakara was mm-hmm. on the bench, you know I mean I'd had the three of them on before him but yeah, the lineup was spot on and maybe they had, they had Arfield on as well you know, Arfield's been doing quite well recently it was just the subs that let him down but I think uh, David's right he'd be doing it, he'd be more Adventurous, we need to go for it and be a bit braver. 
but I've every faith in him. Jimmy's not let us down yet in Europe, so I know. And here's home he doesn't start now. Um, Davy, Davy T, way the game. I think both teams fancied themselves beforehand, but the first 15-20 minutes, you could tell they were wary of the opposition, and I thought it was quite a nervy beginning to the game. But after maybe about 15-20 minutes, I felt Rangers really started to come in and were the more dominant side for the majority of the first half, right up until, obviously, that that corner kick. Yeah, well... um... I was actually I was watching watching it in Dutch TV. Uh, I, I, I gave it the Rangers TV a skip to watch it in the Dutch TV to see what the Dutch commentators were saying about it. And Wesley Snyder was on at, at half half time, and he actually showed uh, different. He showed that the PSV in the first half they were all getting focused on the ball and moving to the ball, which made it really easy for Rangers to to swamp them and get the ball back, and then we could play out from there. And that's when in the second half you could see the difference that they could move the ball easier because they, they, they stayed further out, out each other's way. And it, Rangers were then having to uh, run to, to close the gaps, and they were struggling to do that at times for a, for a long time in the second half where, where PSV get right into the game. So that was a that was a point I really and as I say Wesley today that he uh, he like he showed incidents of it. So that was a a thing that uh, that I saw that uh, uh, that changed the game for them in the second half because I was hoping the way the way we finished the first half I was hoping that we would continue in the second half that way but unfortunately didn't. Uh, then we yeah we get the lucky break with the goal didn't we the second goal the first goal was absolute peach that was a brilliant ball from Davis to Tav and then Tav picked out Cole uh, Cholak and uh, he put it into the net brilliantly I mean all all the, the the first game he played everybody was wanting him hung and drawn and quartered but he certainly answered that not to be too sure of a like somebody in the door for. Uh, for three weeks uh, to start bouncing off the badge, to start punching the badge. I, I don't, I'm not really sure about that. He's already had 11 clubs that he's punched the bag for, badge for, so I'm not... I'd rather leave Always that. Always a cynic. Always a cynic. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather leave that to, to you to you've at least played a season. But, um, no, there's a, the, the one thing that, that, that I, I really... I mean, I, I warned about high balls and corners and... And but I've I watched Goldson at the corners, uh, absolutely shocking, absolutely shocking. It, it, I don't know for such a big guy, the for the first the, the ball for the first one he headed it away down by nearly his knees. I mean, why is he no getting up in and and hitting the head on the ball at the highest height? And that, that, I mean, that's what caused the all the problems because he headed the ball down right into the ruck of players. And then the ball—I think it came through Tav's legs and rebounded to some to the guy that uh, that they shot it in. So, but if you watch, if you watch back in slow motion and look at Golden's Golson, the way he he handled it, absolutely terrible. Both goals, the second goal as well, he ducked again when they when they seen the guy coming in, he, he ducked down, and the guy got over the top of him. The, the guy used his back really to get climb higher as well. So, but no, that that was that's what. I, I thought it was uh, the sort of main points of the game. The frustrating thing is with that, David, you called out that PSV were going to they were going to set up and try and get their joy to cross balls, and so we would have scouted that, we would have known that going in. But this isn't a new issue with Rangers being slack mm. at defending set pieces to set defending cross balls. This isn't a new issue. This has came in for last season. Yeah, well, it seems it seems to be we went over. I don't know we went over to zonal marking and, instead of actually picking up players. And because I mean that that guy, he just he just wandered in the number four. He just wandered in. He did. Nobody was near him. He just sort of wandered in, and then Golson at the last minute was was come firing in, and he seen that guy, and and he just got out the road and instead of, instead of got up with him, he, he sort of got out the road, ducked down. And uh, no, it's, it's, I don't know. We need to do something. Rather than need to buy somebody that 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 that's strong in the air, or we, we, we need to get the players that we've got on to that they, they they defend better corners. That's for sure. Our cross balls of any kind, definitely. David Park, um, 
David, you touched on it there, the, the equalising goal for Rangers in the first half. Terrific bit of football and um, Steve Davis at his best. One touch pass through the lines and James Tavenier at his best as well, almost joining the attack in the first, that first time pass across to Cholak and the first time finish for Cholak. Um, I thought that was a deserved goal for Rangers because at that point I felt PSV's goal was almost against the run of play. I thought Rangers were for about 20 minutes onwards in the, in the first half. I thought Rangers were terrific and that goal was so well deserved. It was a cracking goal, you know, from uh, just from the midfield all the way forward and Cholak's first touch. That boy is a proper centre forward, isn't it? You know, you just all the goals he scored are all within, you know, touching distance of the penalty spot. Between this penalty spot, six yard line, you can see we supply the boy the service, he will score the goals. But that was uh, was superb. And Rangers were looking good at that point. I thought we had uh, we we put them under a bit of pressure. You know the the club deck were getting a bit excited. You know about that period in the match. You know we said, we, we can take this take this mob. You know and so. And and you know and we could have, but they they're a good side, you know. Not to to be fair to them, you know, uh, some good players, lots of the big players, you know. And, and can I, Davy? I think uh, tipped us off for that. They, I mean, it, some of them resemble basketball players, you know. They're very big, so they were always going to be a threat in there. The but he's, as Dave says, the, the disappointment, you know, for the the first goal particularly, you know, the. The boy who, who struck it into the net, that was the fourth touch, you know. So, you know, if you go to junior football, even kind of better amateur football player, they'll tell you, get the ball in the box, you know, you, someone meets it and clears it, you know, distance. So Connor Golden, Connor Golson, you know, heading it two yards uh, didn't help matters. And, you know, we, it was the, then the chaos ensues and it's a, it's the ding-dong thing, fell to his feet and he, and he lumped it into the net. That's your our undoing. When Goldson wins the the ball initially, it has to has to clear the box. That's uh, but hey ho, we knew there were going to be a, a threat from corners. So, but uh, and you know in the first half when after we'd we'd scored the first one, we were, we were looking good and uh, got to half time. You're thinking, you know, let's let's just keep more of the same second half, create the chances, we will do it. And I think the first the second half. We were not quite as dominant as as we were in the first half, so we 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 were conceding possession, a lot of stray passes. You know, obviously the the surface is uh, very wet, but uh, the the second goal. I mean, when my comment when we when the free kick was that if uh, if if Tom Lawrence when when he put the ball down, I says Tom, if you score from there, I'm going to come down and kiss you because it was obviously quite a way out. So. I've yet to email him and tell him that I owe him a kiss. So, not yet, not yet done that. <clears throat> but at that point, you're thinking, you know, come on, come on, Rangers, a couple of goals lead, you know. But they were they were a decent side. Uh, it was disappointing to lose it that way, though, from another corner. No, but hey, you know, it's it's all to play for. You know, it's only half time. So I, I and as I said, I don't see next week being hopefully. You know, depending on how Gio approaches it, I I wouldn't want us to go in there. You know, with uh, anything other than we win over the ninety minutes. So we know what's what's required. Uh, so it'll be a, it'll be an interesting tie. Very ne- nervy, a nervy night is anticipated by me. Just then, before we go any that, I want to talk a about Tom Lawrence a bit more than probably the second half performance overall just because it, it was so different for the first half. But before we do, Chris, there's a few players I want to touch on who I thought had a real, really good night starting for the first half. Um, I, I'm going to get shot when I say this. I thought Borna Barisic had a, had a decent game. And for all, his, you know, for all his faults that he's had so far this season, James Sands as well, I thought both of them were terrific. Um, and what's your thoughts on him and anybody else that stood out for you? Um, definitely, I agree with Borna Barisic. He was fantastic in the first half, and that's the Borna Barisic we've been begging for. That's the Borna Barisic we've been where you've been hiding. He was great, and when Borna plays, when he's confident, his shoulders are up like that, and he looks up for it. And you can tell, do you know what I mean? And you can tell when he's not up for it. But um, thought he was great. His balls in were great as well. He was getting stuck in. He was getting bombed up the line. I thought Sands played well as well. Um, Sands, I seen the statistics that we shared in the group chat, and the statistics were unreal. 
most passes completed, he's winning all his duels. He's a wee, his only thing at Folsom is his aerial thing. Uh, do we put it down? He's not a centre half. Do we find a position that suits him? Do you know what I mean? I know he's covering and in at the moment, and he's doing a good job. He had a wee bit of a nightmare in Belgium, but there was two, there was eleven players out there that had a nightmare that night. Um, I just think Sands as a player there, just as a centre back, I don't know. But um, Lawrence was great. Tillman was good in the first half. Tillman kind of fell away a wee bit in the second half. Then he was starting to come alive a wee bit when he got took off. But I think it was the right decision to take him off. But he won the free kick that Lawrence scored. Um, Kowak chased every ball. I've been, I've been seeing online about how he never does anything but score. <laughs> what else do you want him to do? Do you know what I mean? But um, I thought he was chasing down every ball. Gio touched on it after the game as well when he was asked about was he tempted Morelos to be on there. Um, Kowak was brilliant. And um, Davis as well was great. You know what I mean? For the first half, they were good. Um, second half, as I said, the PSV kind of changed it. Got Davis out of the game. They actually, to, to be more, it looked like they got Barisic out of the game as well. He wasn't going up the park as much. And that's where we kind of just kind of got out of the game. But it was evenly matched. They were a good team on the ball. They passed the ball really well. But we're cutting edge. There was nothing really up front. I thought, do you know what I mean? Wait a minute. We're... We, we're in trouble here. It's just the cross balls again. Do you know what I mean? A cross ball in our box is like a penalty. Then, do you know what I mean? Nine times out of ten, you're scoring it. Nah. So there's a few comments in the in the comments section. Funnily enough, um, Chris, I'll just stay with you. Half dead Scottish human. Um, he's calling it Connor Golson. Um, I think it is fair to say he's no being he's he's no really had the form that he had last season. Um, and I think we. With Connor Golston, he does make, make a mistake. Nine or ten times it will lead to a goal. So I think it highlights the mistakes a bit more. Um, what's your thoughts on your central defence options in general? Because I know Alan McCoy's was suggesting that we maybe bring back Leon Balogun. Personally, I'm still a big fan of Golston. Albeit um, he probably... He probably has to find that consistency again. But I really like the idea of Golston, Sands... Um, Davies being our main three with Suter and Hollander slotting in where we can. Are you comfortable with that cover or do you find there's we need to look for elsewhere? No, I'm comfortable with the cover. Um, I've written off Hollander to be honest. If he comes back then it's a bonus but I'm not counting on him to be honest. Um, Goldson, I love Goldson. I was over it when he stayed. I just think he has the odd wee mistake in him but every Rangers centre-half's had that, do you know what I mean? Um and as you said, when his main means a mistake, it does tend to lead to a goal. With um, Suter, I don't know if, if he's out for long or not. I'm comfortable with him. I'm comfortable with Davies as well. I know I'm only seen him shortly against St. Johnson, but what I have seen, I liked. Um, I just think we're, we're always better with the left-footed left, the left footed centre, left centre back. Do you know what I mean? And you can see when you've got somebody that's right-footed, it kind of hinders them a wee bit. Do you know what I mean? It's, the ball's getting kicked out of the park. They're not being able to play it as much, but... Sands is doing a good job, but as I said previously, that I think we need to find what's best for him if it's defensive midfield in the midfield, do you know what I mean? Because there's definitely a player there. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't say centre back was a place we needed to cover, no. But like Leon King as well, I'm very sure he can fill in when called upon. David T. Um the Rangers Rabble, um shout out to them. Fantastic podcast. If nobody's listened to that um to the, the live phone in yet. It's, it's a brilliant watching. I know they're going to start doing half-time and pre-match analysis as well, so give them a follow if you haven't already done so. Um, they're saying Joe Lack will be your top goal scorer this season. Um, I'm inclined to agree with him. But that begs the question, should we have brought Alfredo Morelos on for the last half hour in, in Tuesday night? Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was asked about it after the match and it was a straightforward no. Um, he was comfortable with his decision. Are we putting... Is it harsh to drop Jolak after the, the run he's having? Um, or are we putting too much faith in what we've seen before for Alfredo Morelos? Or is there a point there? Well, I mean, Alfredo gives you a completely different game, doesn't he? He gives you... And it might have thrown them a wee bit to all of a sudden have a, a sort of a different tactic, uh, a change of tactic. I mean... Yeah, Gio doesn't like uh, going to a two-man up front, but uh, putting uh, Morelos up beside 
Joel like that that might have been a, an option as well. But now Gio Gio he's he's going to stick to the four three three over um, Barisic. Even the, the the Dutch television they were they were saying at half time that the the two uh, fullbacks were giving PSV so much trouble that that was about a large part of their, uh, their their downfall from the first half as well. So that was all. That was what the, what the things that the Dutch TV were picking up. But it was mostly Wesley Snyder that 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 uh, that was on. And now, nah, yeah, Morelos. I don't. Th- I mean, I'm not a right a right fan, so I, I don't think he's done anything in any games really. I mean, now and again he has a a magic moment, but that that's about it. I, mean, I can't remember a, a sort of a full game where I thought, all oh, right, was brilliant today. But it's. I mean, it's just, because he's been injured for that long, <laughs> you can't even remember it. Yeah, well, that's that's maybe that. So, but I don't know. It's it's. it's uh, I would. I, I would have brought on uh, Matando. I, I would have brought him on, definitely, and just for the just for the pace. The only thing was bringing him on. Then you're going to um, put somebody in Tav's way. That's that's a, that's a, the, if you're going to put him, stick him out in the right. Then you're cutting down the room for Tavernier to get forward, which is uh, although Tavernier goes inside a lot as well. But I, I definitely we needed we needed to change things, and I don't think Wright was the the, the right one to to change things. And as I say, Van Bronckhorst is never going to go with a two man forward line, so that's uh, I don't think that it was either take uh, Cholak off or bring Morelos on, or or uh, yeah. Then you can't bring Morelos on. So that's a that's a really good point. You probably alluded to two questions in the comments at once there. David Hale's asking, is there a way to fit into strikers? I just, we are midfielders and the way we put so much focus on the fullbacks, I don't see that. I don't see that being a thing, even domestically. I would like it to be an option, um, but I don't see that. I don't see Gio using that. I think he'll sooner switch to a three at the back. Um, Maybe even a, a three, four, one, one. Um, half the Scottish humans also saying as Gio going down the Gerard Road, being be, he's been putting subs on very late. I do find Gio is one for making subs when he thinks the time when he thinks the time is right. He's not really set like Gerard was. We won't always agree with when the time's right, but I thought the timing on Tuesday night, David Park was spot on to take off Davis. And Tillman, but again, I'm the same as Chris that I thought it was the wrong subs coming coming on. I would have loved to have seen Arfield and Matondo come on on Tuesday night. Yeah, you're looking for the subs to have an impact when they arrive. You know, obviously fresh legs on there. Uh, we didn't really get that. I mean, Scott Wright. You know, the one right where he he was passed a couple of them, but Scott Wright is continuously frustrate because you know you know there's a player in there. But it just seems to have he hits a level and, and just can't seem to burst through it and and, and inconsistent. So I, I don't know where we are with Scott Wright to be honest. Either whether he's he's a he's a an average player who plays very good sometimes, or he's a very good player who just doesn't get to the level that the boy's capable of. So he's he's somewhere in there, you know. And sometimes I I just want him to get a fucking haircut if nothing else, you know. Is he spends more time fucking preening his hairdo than, than but you I mean, are such a child in the 60s by the way that's got right come there with his fancy boots and his long hair I know and it, I put my toe up his ass. that'll sort him out no but he, clearly there is a player in there you know so he is quite frustrating for me so you're thinking do simple things first Scott and you know I'm gonna bring it up from there because I, I think he he wants to do the the messy run far too often too quickly you know just I mean, you can see when we scored the goal against Leipzig last year when he played it simple with the wee ding-dong, lays it off to Kamara and Glenn pops it in the bottom corner. So, you know, that kind of link-up player that I would want to see Scott and get involved in. He doesn't have to do it all himself. So, I don't know, maybe he's just too keen to... But, you know, saying that, we, we, we had other options. As Davey said, you know, Matondo, blistering pace. You know, I think we could have got at them, given them some headaches which clearly we, we didn't manage to do with the two subs. I think Gio is, is pretty much of the view that this tie is only half-time, so it wasn't time for you know the, 
at the kitchen sink to be thrown at them. So I think if uh, the tie's still on the balance, you know, with 15, 20 minutes to go next week, then uh, I think we'll, we'll see. I think we'll see Alfredo Morelos, Antonio Cholak, and and anyone else who can who can get if 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 the situation you know arises, that's what we need to do. So, and if it's uh, required to shut up shop, then we we we, we call the subs. So, it, nothing, everything's to play for for me. There's nothing's decided here. It's it's all on a knife edge. So, I'm uh, really looking forward to it. And I, I I don't see. I mean, PSV were a good side. A really good side, even, but not brilliant, you know. And I think we they are doable. They are doable, you know. And we've been to uh, Eindhoven, you know, we've had some really good away ties, really good away performances, and we we certainly need them next Wednesday. But the comfort for us is that we know we're capable of doing it. We have the, the squad to do it, so we should be going there with the confidence, knowing that if we get the tactics right, you know, apply ourselves, then. Uh, and I, I, my my wee problem with, with Connor Goldson, there seems to be a wee bit complacency has creeped into Connor's game. You know where he's, I mean, I hesitate to use the phrase Billy Big Boss, but you know he's, he seems to be the, you know, I'm the kind of senior central defender, you know, and I shout at you, you don't shout at me. Which, so, but I think Connor should uh, just apply himself a wee bit more. There's just a wee bit complacency has crept into his game, which uh, I don't want to see. I want to see it. 100%. Well, with John Lundstrom in the pitch, you know, he's not got to be too much of a very big boss because John Lundstrom doesn't take shite off anybody, not even Conor Goldson. I don't think... Yeah, John Lundstrom, sorry, John Lundstrom was good on uh, on Tuesday night because I think he was uh, he was ticking them off, the PSV players that was going around, you know, having a pop at them. He had, I mean, two or three of them, they, he was he was giving them the John Lundstrom. He just had this game for everybody, didn't he? Absolutely, Absolutely. And I love it. Yeah, he's he, what a player, John Lundstrom. Because uh, I thought he, he was he was superb on Tuesday night. I thought Tav was very good, and and Borna, you know, as Chris has said, I thought Borna was you know he was in for the challenges. He was on his toes, race you know challenging for the balls because the I'm glad the shape by Borna had the night off because we had uh, let's go get him Borna, which was much more pleasing to the eye. He channeled his inner dad partial, that's for sure. Chris, um, sorry, David, you got to come in there? Yeah, I was just want I just want to say, I don't think we've lost ever lost in Eindhoven. Don't it's fucking okay. jinxes, I'm telling you. <laughs> don't say that. Was it two wins and a draw? Two wins and a draw, and I'll take that going in. So, Chris, I was actually just I'm going to ask you for next week. Um, mm-hmm. Do you fancy us, and what team would you want to set up with next week? Is it in? And similar to what we've seen on Tuesday night. Aye, Tuesday night it was evenly matched. Um, do I fancy us? I'd say it's 50-50. Um, do you know what I mean? I'd say it was two evenly matched teams. I would go... It's hard, isn't it? So, do you know what I mean? It's, it's a difficult position and I would maybe go for pace when we turned down the team, but then who do I drop out? Does Lawrence drop out? He was brilliant. Does Tillman drop out? We know he's got he's got the magic in him. Do you know what I mean? It's who comes out. It's not the problem. It's who it's comes out. It's the problem for me. I think we'll probably see the similar team, providing there's no injuries at the weekend. And they just need to go for it. We've got nothing to lose. It's not like a group stage game where if we get beat three or four nothing, then do you know what I mean? We just need to go for it and I have nothing to fear. Do you know what I mean? A wee bit of the no surrender attitude, and if we go for them from the start, I might throttle them a wee bit. I felt when we went two one up, we really could have went in for the kill, and we didn't. I think we were cautious. I can understand why, but I feel if they just went on it a wee bit more, and that's why maybe if Matonda came on, it gave us that. If you know what I mean? I think um, half time came too early, Chris. Definitely, definitely, and then um, they definitely benefited from it, you know. But um. Aye, I would. Matonda's the one I want in the team, but it's who comes out. Do you know what I mean? Because Matonda was great on Saturday for the St Johnson. I think the good thing is, Chris, uh, we've got so many different options that are bring something different now for too long. And I know I spoke about this the last few weeks in the pod with the, the new forward players that we brought in. It's different this year because previously we've always had a like for like, or not even a like for like, a, a lesser version of the player that we've got on the park. But now we've got. We can swap Matondo for Tillman or Lawrence or Wright or Kent 
Um, or I feel all who brings something different. Cholak from Morelos, two completely different players. So I think, I think what I'm taking confidence, confidence in is even if it does the start well the first half, that we do have the options on the bench should Gio want to use them. And I know we're giving them criticism for Tuesday night, but by and large, Gio's been so good at using substitutions and in play, like in game change of tactics to change the game. Definitely. And you look how many times has Arfield scored coming off the bench for Gio, you know? They they had um, Livingston, they had uh, what do you call it, Celtic last season, then there was another a couple last season, Livingston at Ibrooks were drawn nothing each he scored late on. Do you know what I mean? And he's definitely someone that's why I was surprised he wasn't on the pitch. The the thing you're saying as well is quite frustrating as we have obviously improved our attacking players and that. And when it keeps coming back to right, coming on your lap with a minute here. Do you know what I mean? And I, I don't want to personally get it right and stuff like that, but it is when you're like, we've actually improved the squad here, we've got a better... Last year I felt a problem was, our starting 11 was great, then after that it fell, if you know what I mean. Because this season I think there's there's better strength and depth. Every, every manager has that player. I mean, Steve Gerrard always tried to play John Flanagan at every, any point. Um, Alex McQuist played Ahmed and Namucci when no one else wanted it, maybe... Maybe right is me, uh, Van Brown crossing the Mucci. You never know. I thought it was I was I, before right. I thought it was Hadji was his man. <laughs> Obviously, Hadji get the injury. I think maybe he's in for right now. Aye. So, David, before we look at next Tuesday, obviously there's a massive game on Saturday away to Hibs at Easter Road. Just before we talk about that game. Um, the Gallant Few will be represented in the press box for the first time ever. Um, Chris Paul is going to be representing the pod. Um, a big thank you to Hibernian FC for giving us the press pass. That's about the only nice thing. Got to say about Hibs um, in the next <laughs> seven days, but no, it was really good enough to put us up and allow us in to cover the game. So we'll have a post-match reaction um, after after the game for Chris on on YouTube and then obviously full coverage in next week's pod for Chris. But David T, how are you feeling about a way to have since Saturday? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's a game. If we're not going to beat Hibs team the way it is just now, then we're, we're not going to win the league. It's as simple as that. These are the games that you've got to win to win the league. And... Yeah, uh, Hibs. Are, I mean, they've started off with a with a, a defeat, a, win, a draw, and a win. I think uh, they beat they beat by Livingston on that that horrible park, right enough. But um, the I think they're in sixth place in the in the, the league at the moment. But I mean, they're, they're not they're not really playing that well. I think bringing Boyles back has, has helped them. Because he's always he's always going to be a danger. He's always been a danger to Rangers as well. So I mean that's uh, that that's really the, the the one thing that I see them being a danger to us is, is Boyle if, he, if he's on his game. But for the rest, we we shouldn't be worrying about going to going to Easter Road and and, and losing. It shouldn't even be a part of their thoughts. And I, I don't think we've we've not even lost. I'm, I'm getting into all these facts now. We've not even lost since two thousand and sixteen. So. That's uh, that was the last time we lost the Easter Road, so I, I don't. I, that, I think were we two thousand sixteen? Was that still on the way up? Was were we? Was that when? Oh, no, I'm sure we were we back in, weren't we? Were we back in then? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that was the, our last season of of our 
journey. Yeah, two thousand sixteen. So yeah, so we must have played them in the in the second second division. Uh, then okay. they beat us after they beat us after the league was already won. It was a Wednesday night. Barry McKay scored a screamer. They beat us two one. Yeah, yeah. Fucking memory on you, mate. Well played. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost amazed at the memories of these guys. <laughs> and then I, I'm, I'm sitting struggling for a name. <laughs> so uh, see what day it is. <laughs> but um, no, they've, they've got quite a lot of injuries as well, I believe. Um, Nesbitt's injured. Uh, I don't think he's on his way back yet. Uh, McGeady's injured, <laughs> which is a pity. <laughs> I'd quite like to see him play. But. Uh, no, they've got quite a lot of injuries. So, uh, Stevenson, I don't know if he's a fast player anymore right enough. I think he's mostly uh, sitting on the bench uh, most of the time. Uh, so, they've got quite a lot of injuries. They've got a new, quite a lot of new players in, which doesn't help them either. They've got a new manager in. and So, he's not, he's not really got his stamp on them yet. So, nah, as I say, if, we, if we've got thoughts of winning the league, then there's games like this we've got to win. And, Really hope that you you you're going to get the three four nils three four ones that that that's going to make a difference for your uh, for your goal difference. Absolutely, David Pollock. Um, I would like to see Rangers take the John Lundstrom approach and choose to treat Hibs with absolute contempt and take them for the club that they are. They shouldn't they be anywhere near our level. Um, I would like to see some changes come in and just you know put the put our foots in the throat of Hibs. Um, I'd, Probably thinking Matondo, Arfield, a bit of, bit of direct forward thinking play. Um, any changes you'd want to see come in for for the team on Saturday? I think Gio will is will play the team he thinks will will complete the job. But you're right. I mean, attitude is uh, is going to be absolutely crucial. I mean, if we uh, turn up with our squad, apply ourselves appropriately, and then Saturday should really be a uh, quite straightforward. I mean, I. Purely in the interests of research, I did take in the you know, Salt and Sauce Derby a couple of weeks ago. So I watched them when uh, Martin Boyle, who is a, who is an absolute cheat, you know, and, and every time I've seen that guy, you know, his, uh, his ability to go to ground is, uh, I mean, clearly from the training ground, he, he frustrates the hell out of me. Cause, uh, but saying that, the hip squad, you know, not great. They're, they're not much different from last year. They've got a couple of additions. They've got the wee kind of Scandinavian boy up front. Uh, a couple of other players, which, but Portius and, uh, you know, a couple of young right backs. You know, we should be able to take take those guys quite comfortably. You know, they're going to be uh, breathing fire in the tunnel because they're playing Rangers at Easter Road. You know, this is their big day. Is, out. is there a cup final? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly what's, what they're going to do. They'll all be foaming at the mouth if the Hibs fans will be when they, when they all come out the tunnel and it'll be getting blow to them. Porches will get sucked into it. It'll be booked in twenty minutes and then we walk in a tightrope, you know. So we pretty much know the script of what's going to happen here. As long as we are, uh, do our job, play to the level that we can, apply ourselves, match their commitment because we they'll be running about like madmen. So we just have to make sure we're on our toes. Then uh, the quality will shine through, and I think we should we should be a couple of goals ahead of that that crowd. Chris, um, friend of the pod, David Heard, points out Boiler is a danger man. So, who who does play left back? Obviously, we waxed a little bit with Bonner um, for Tuesday night, but we have paid five million pounds for Yilmaz, and he's going to have to get game time at some point. Is this the right game to bring him in? Um, I know Juicy Bell's also called out he'd want to see game time for Yilmaz and Ben Davies. Um, do you see any changes in the back line? No, not for Sunday. Eh, Saturday, sorry, no. Um, Barner's been playing well just now, I feel. He's had a couple of really good performances this season. When he's playing well, keep playing him. It's his position just now. Um, with the young boy for Turkey, um, he'll get his chance. The games are coming in quick and fast. I think when we play... The following weekend, but it'll hope be Ross County, Ibrooks, play them then, play them against Queen of the South, you know, because um, I just think Saturday's not the right game to start him, uh, play him again. Not, not that I think anything bad about him, I just feel that just now it's Bomber's position. Defence, if Davies is fit, bring him in. If not, Sands again, they just keep the same back four as um, Tuesday night, sorry. And I think the changes that will come in will be Ank Matonda will play. I think he'll give Davis a rest and 
Uh, I think Todd might come in for him, then they might have Lawrence, Tillman and what do you call him? Sorry, Lundstrom in the middle of the park. And maybe even Jack, because I know Jack's up for a fight and it'll be quite a scrappy game because you know Hibs will be giving it everything. They'll be flying into every tackle. The likes will be depending on this game. Because uh, it is a massive game and when the massive games comes the massive questions. Um, Craig Campbell um, of the pod. If we win on Wednesday, well, Chris gives a smile. Um, that's, it, that's the big talking point. <laughs> I'll give you more than a smile, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I keep me on the smile. I love Morelos to get time uh, to minutes on the pitch, but Apotheos has been involved in something every game just now, and I just think if Alfie comes on, he'll get wound up with him. See, after Tuesday night, Chris, uh, mm-hmm. like you would have seen my messages in the group chat. I was adamant Alfredo Morelos has to play, but for the next two games, I, I'm, I don't quite know. I don't know if he's a better option off the bench or... If we do start on, I'm happy to put this out to the threes because um, my, my heart is torn. I, I love Morelos, right? In my, in my opinion, Morelos is our best player. If your best player's fit, you play him. He just, when he's came on against Kilmarnock, then when he came on against the Belgians at Ibrooks, and then Saturday there, he just doesn't quite look 100%, you know? And we don't want to go down the ride where we're relying on him, which obviously we're not at the moment because Kolak's scoring, but I don't want to bring him back too early and ends up getting injured again. Do you know what I mean? I would see again just the last half an hour. Then if things aren't going away in Holland, then bring him on then. Any objections for the two Davies in that plan of attack? Or would you say that? I actually disagree. I think it would be a good game to play Elmas and, and rest uh, Barisic uh, for, for Tuesday. Um, Boyle is, isn't uh, going to be winning a lot of balls in the air, so Yelma can can match him there uh, for speed I believe that uh, he's, 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 he's super fast so and that's one of Boyle's uh, traits that he's fast so that I think it would be a really good game to bring in uh, Yilmaz um, for the rest I don't think I don't think he'll change much Sands for Davies he might bring in I don't know whether Davies just seemed to, to, to disappear Is it? I don't know whether he's injured or I think he picked up a knock, um, and that was why he wasn't even in the squad on Tuesday night, I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit strange, but mm. if, if you're not fit, you don't play. But one, see, see one thing, I, I, to, just to go back to the PS game, what a dirty big sod is that, uh, look at the young. Every time he goes for the ball, he's got a shirt fast, he's got he's got something fast. I was, I was getting really frustrated at him, I'll tell you. But, um, <laughs> The green face bastard and always in the ref's face every two minutes. Yeah, every two minutes he was in that ref's face. Yeah, so, but um, no, I think it's. I think one, it's I, he was getting the John Lundstrom treatment, you know, in the centre circle when when John Lundstrom shoved him, you know, from from the back, and which he objected to clearly, and he, he was then reached straight over to the ref. Ref, he's shoving me, and John <laughs> John Lundstrom's just waving See, him away. Point, John Lundstrom pushed. Pushed one of the PSV players into another one of them, and both of them were raging. I was like, I fucking love yeah. you, honestly. Yeah, he, he, he was going round. He had quite a few of them. He had three and four on, on the road at one point. I think he was uh, he was wheeling them in big time. But that uh, the young, I think there was a wee uh, chance that he could have seen a red card on Tuesday night because you know clearly he got booked, and he was getting quite frustrated. And so some of the challenges after that, and there was a, another challenge after he'd been booked. And I'm thinking, you know, it's not out with the possibility that uh, he will get a red card for this, but he didn't. But I says, but see if he has another one of those, I think he, he would have been off. Because he was, uh, he, he lost a wee touch. But know, what, some what, what about the handball? Why, why didn't Farr pick up the handball? I mean, I, I can I can believe that. that that's, what, yeah. that's what Farr are there for. I, I mean, they, once it hit um, Golson, it came back onto his arm above his shirt level. Okay, I, I get that. But it was clear that you you'd seen the guy putting his hand up, the ball hit his hand and went on to Golson. Yeah. I, I far that up. Particularly after the one that we lost in Belgium, you know, the VR decision that we uh, lost in Belgium, you know, and you're looking at that one, you think, well, is that any different in terms of the context? Clearly the chap is striking him from a very short distance. But that was also true of Conor Goldson, you know, in, in Belgium. So it didn't seem to matter then, but we didn't even get a referral. So we didn't even get the referee to have a look at it. So clearly the, whoever the VAR official was, 
didn't uh, alert the referee to it. But if if the one in Belgium was a penalty, and Tuesday nights was a penalty, you'd just just think it's Tuesday nights, the way the guys leaped initially. The guys fucking reenacting ET, and then when yeah. the ball comes back and he runs on the way down, that's um, that's the difference. So it was. I've been calling it hit his arm in the way when when he stuck his arm up, it hit it hit his hand. Mm-hmm. He hit his hand on, on, and then went on to Goldson. Yeah, hit so, his hand I mean, twice. Yeah, it's a definite penalty. It's, hand I mean, no doubt about it. It's you another Anton Rogan moment. <laughs> what are you saying there, Chris? They were saying it was to do if it hits where the T-shirt is. It's not a handball, but it was part of the rules. But it was below it. It was below his arm like there. And the, the feeling mm-hmm. thing is David Pollock picked up on the referee never even looked at it. Any close call, the referee should be having a look. And he was happy that it was just it was passed by. That was the annoying thing. Um, but and what was the claim? Like was in control of the VAR, didn't alert the referee to it because he, he should have uh, referred. To, you may want to have a look at this in a wee bit more detail because obviously the ref sees seen it as, at the same speed as we are, and maybe you know from whatever angle he was he was seeing it. I think the the, the chappy who was uh, in control of the VAR should have should have referred the. The referee to the to the monitor to have Just a closer look. I don't like bringing politics into the podcast, but this is all about Brexit. Post Brexit, there's less Masons in Europe, and we don't get these decisions drawn for us anyway. So <laughs> I'm saying, but on happier notes, we've got about ten minutes left. So let's talk about some some other big news that's happened there. David Parker, come to you first. I want your thoughts or the thoughts feature you, James Tavernier this week signing a. Uh, contact extension. So I didn't actually see how much it was uh, extended for, but it looks pretty much he's going to be here for his testimonial. Um, is that a stretch to call this guy a Rangers legend? I don't know. I, I love the guy. We actually had the discussion in the, in the club after the game on, on Tuesday night among us, uh, and you're discussing James Tavernier in particular. And can someone, you know, list, you know, three or four better right-backs in, in the UK than James Tavernier. So we the, the discussion was actually about why has no one ever... Because I thought he was cracking on, on Tuesday night, as he is. I mean, he carries us sometimes. But why is it a club never coming in? Obviously, he's now 30. Uh, and you're thinking, why has an English club never come in and, and picked up James Tavernier? Because these numbers are just insane. Week in, week out, his, his level of consistency, his level of uh, performance, he's he's been injured. I think he's had one injury in his time here, you know, which kind of kept him out a few weeks, which kind of let Patterson in for a few weeks, who we then managed to get a few million quid for. So, but I think James Tavernier is a wee will. He's he's going to be a legend. He is. He's he's already a legend for that fifty five. That, that image of him with the fifty the trophy, you know, with his back to his is is seared into my heart because uh, and and having gone through the journey, he's, he's just a, he's a special player for us. To be honest, I kind of had doubts, you know, in terms of his captaincy, but I think he's grown into that. You now know he's he's more vocal. I don't think he was always quite as uh, as upfront. You know, as as he as he now is, but clearly he's got the confidence. He's now he's now the senior player in the team. He's the cap. He's the skipper. Uh, absolutely brilliant news. You know that he will. He, and and I'll be at his testimonial and I'll be uh, applauding warmly for all he's contributed to our cause. Chris Davy touched on it there about what Tavernier's been through. He's the only. He's only a player left for when we were in the championship and in the amount of shit this guy's been through as a Rangers player, he's been with us every step of the way, the the struggles we've taken off of them and just the the nonsense of kinda of laughing stock after laughter. So I'm kinda of thinking there was a wee period when we first came up, it felt like we were always going to be also runs to go for from being a bit part player there to a guy who leads by example and the chips are down, he will puff out his chest and go and lead by example. I think that's that's unbelievable character, which we've, he's no, that's quite often been questioned about him, but I don't think you can question that no longer. No, definitely, mate. He, he is a Rangers legend, you know. You've seen the stats during the week. He's the fifth most goal contributions in world football since 2018. 
the fifth most. Do you know what I mean? It's incredible. You think all the great players that's been playing, it doesn't get talked about enough. And you know what it's like? I, I don't know the, the whole part of the fuck's sake to have. Do you know what I mean? And, and that guy's had sort of some amount of people writing him off, especially Rangers fans. Do you know what I mean? And he's been amazing and he's a great leader. And what I like about Tav is, Tav's not a leader that does it all. Do you know what I mean? Tav lets Lundstrom get in people's faces. Tav lets Lundstrom push him about. Tav will let Jack do the dirty tackles. Jack, Tav will let Jack do that. Tav's just his own man, you know. And um, he is. Uh, I, my, I was speaking to my dad, right? My dad's been following Rangers since the 60s. My dad says he's our second best right back after Sandy Jardin, you know. And that's over Gary Stevens and stuff like that. And I posted about it in Follow Follow and everybody was agreeing, and it's quite rightly so. Um, you know what I mean? Legends can be thrown about too, too easy. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's some questionable people maybe in the Hall of Fame. There's some questionable people who's been suggested for it. But Tav, rightly so, is an Angels legend. And um, he's one of the people that you just want involved, involved with the club even after he retires. You know, whether it's a coach, whether it's an ambassador, you always want him to be part of Angels Football Club now. Do you know what I mean? And even last season, like, uh, to bring up something morbid, but when Tav spoke at Walter Smith's service at Glasgow Cathedral, he spoke like a Rangers captain. Do you know what I mean? I like the way he conducts himself. You never hear anything about him outside of football. Doesn't do you know what I mean? He's known the papers for the wrong reasons. He's not involved in this. No, he's not involved in that. Do you know what I mean? There is an element of like I always think about how different Barry Ferguson and Davy Weir were as captains. Both of them were great captains, but Davy Weir was that like conduct yourself as a ranger on and off the pitch and that's what I get for Tavern here as well. Um you're spot on there. It's just I he he takes the captaincy seriously on and off the park and everything that he does. Davy Tomlinson, um Charlie Chan's called it um that teams have probably inquired about him but um there's no doubt that there's every chance Tavenier said he's no interested in going anywhere and I think that's a really good point. Um, you can tell James Tavernier loves playing his football here. He has, it's a loose term. You said about Cholak, about thumping the badge. Players say it loosely or oh, fell in love with the club. I don't think there's any doubt that James Tavernier has is, is just been engrossed with the journey we've been on and he loves it here. And I wouldn't be surprised if he retires at Rangers. I think you've got, got to take in, I mean, you, you, you could go to a big club in England and get get millions, but money doesn't. He probably get a good life here. He he probably get enough money to get by for the rest of his life. He'll probably become a, a coach after it after he's finishes playing. And happiness, you can you can't really buy happiness if you're happy somewhere. Why uh, why would you go? I mean, he's got Champion League football. Okay, is he going to? I think you've got to look. Is he going to get into the Liverpool, Man City, or Chelsea team? That that's uh, probably not. And so then you're starting talking about your West Ham's and your teams like that. He's, he's got Champions League just now. He, he, last year he had the run in the the UEFA Cup, and I don't, I don't think he, he's enjoying his football. I think he, he loves the club. I think he he, he loves the responsibility he's got of being captain. I think that's a big thing for him as well. And he's just a, a super player. And no, I quite agree. Part, he's, he's part with Sandy Jardin. And uh, although I miss, I did miss a, a huge bit. I was not supporting Ranger, I always supported him, but that I saw, I could see it every week because I moved abroad. Um, so I missed a lot of the players that, that, in, that, in that time. Um, but uh, no, I definitely, he's, he's, there's a legend now. It's not. It's not that he's going to be a legend. There's a legend now, and uh, whether I don't know whether you're. I think you you can't be a player and still to get into the Hall of Fame. I think it's once you you stop playing, you get into the Hall of Fame, is it? So you obviously can't get in there, but he's just he's a cert to get in there. So cert. And but I mean, it was he did have mistakes in him in the early days. He did make sometimes really bad mistakes, but I think he's sort of ironed them out. I mean. Every player makes it has a mistake sometime. There's no player in the world that, that doesn't make a mistake. So he's not now a sort of a serial mistake maker. Let me put it that way. He, he, every player makes a mistake. He'll make a mistake. 
but he's not the, the, the player where everybody can say now, oh, he's, he makes a mistake every game. But he's not. It's, uh, he's, he's normally quite solid in defences and, and, and he's, he's uh, going forward. He's, <laughs> tell me not the top four, tell me a better, cent- a better right back in Britain that, that can go forward like he can. There's, I don't think there is one. No. no we, we had a, that's exactly the discussion we had on Tuesday night. So I, I'm going to take you back a wee touch. I mean, see when Warburton arrived and he signed Tavernier, and there was the game which I think was against Peterhead, and and we ended up stuffing them 4 0. But there was a wee moment when we're obviously we're attacking the Copeland stand when the ball comes over to Tavernier, and he did the most outrageous flick round this boy. And there was a kind of spontaneous roar in the stadium to, to thinking, you know, Jesus Christ, we're, we're, we've got the formation of a team here because it was one of the early games on, on that season. And there was a kind of spontaneous roar in the stadium. I don't know if you can remember it, Chris, if you, if you were there. Uh-huh. But you're thinking, God almighty, you know, there was there was just a ray of sunlight appeared from, you know, after all the shite that we had, had gone through. And just, we know we were obviously... It's just that wee touch was just a wee, uh, just a moment of enlightenment for us when we knew we're, we're, we're on the path here, you know. And Tavernier was the was clearly a, an important part of that process. It was uh, an amazing touch. But Tavernier, for me, the, the here's the level of it, and I, and I don't use these words lightly because you know when you go through the history of the Rangers. You know, there's big names up here when, when you start, you know, from Moses McNeil, you go Tom Valens, Davey Meikle, John, Bill Struth, you know, guys who are absolutely in the fabric of the club. And and I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm going to say, suggest that, that James Tavernier is, is in that company. Because someone's just posted there, you know, his agent will have been contacted by other clubs, but Tav will be indicating he's not interested. So from where he came and, 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 the, and the period in the history in which James Tavernier has been involved with our club, you know, I think his contribution has been truly colossal. It really is. It's been well up there. Well up there. The guy for me is, uh, he's, you're walking water and he, he will rightly be a legend, you know, because, you know, from where he started from to where he is now, from where our club was then to where we are now and his part and all that, we owe that guy big time. Big time. Well, I think that's as good a note as any to finish it up. That's us coming up to the hour mark, gents. So it was a quick hour when we, we chat through everything, all things Rangers. Um, thank you to everybody who's watched and listened in. Always appreciated. Uh, we're buzzing to, buzzing to get into the press box to watch Rangers on Saturday. All I ask is if you don't, if you fancy giving us a wee like or subscribe, wherever you watch your uh, podcast or watch the video these will be like just helps us out reach a few more people and hopefully we can get Charmadori some other press boxes and <laughs> get a few more videos um, so gents as always I'm going to ask you for a goodbye and a prediction for the next game kick us off Chris good having you on mate thanks for having me mate it's been great to be back and uh, I predict we win 3-0 on Saturday oh, no nonsense, no nonsense. But a team's due to get an absolute doing and and I know 3 0 is not an absolute doom, but 3 0 just now, just get Hibs, put them back in their place and now shut them up. Then on to the next, on to Wednesday. I'll take it, mate, I'll take it. <laughs> David Thomason, good to see you fitting well and back chatting away. Yeah, I loved it. Thanks for having me on. Um, well, I, I, I was going to say, the I don't know whether you've seen the, the Hibs, the Livingston goal against Hibs, the first goal they, they scored. It was just one player. He left about six players in his wake. They were all falling over each other. So I hope they do that in, in Saturday as well. So uh, a score, I'll give you 3 0. And uh, yeah, no, well, Mon- Monday will be on for the PSV game. So I'll leave that one. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Never a chore. David Pollock, thanks for coming on, mate. Hi, good to be on, guys. It was a. Uh... Good to see. I'm going for a for a hat trick of three nils, so we. Uh, I'm hoping that we can we see this mob off comfortably, and get our set get our sail out of there and uh, get ourselves set for next Wednesday night, when uh, a real big match. I mean, I mean, we could hardly overstate the importance of the game next Wednesday in terms of 
you know, what it means to our club, you know, to, to just break through to that Champions League group stage. And uh, when I heard the music on, on Tuesday night, you know, and, well, it's kind of like almost like this is a dress rehearsal, really, for the main event. We and uh, we stuff PSV next Wednesday. We'll get to the main event, and all that all that that brings for our club, and, and you know, kind of the ongoing development. It's uh, good things will follow from this. So, I'm hoping that Rangers will be brave. I hope Geo gets the, the the selection right and the subs right because uh, we have a big squad. We've got players who should have made more of an impact than they did on Tuesday. But I'm hoping that. Alfredo isn't the man, and as Chris says, he is the best player in our squad. I I, I can't envisage going through Wednesday night and Alfredo Morelos not having a part to play and all that. So it's it would be a shame to sacrifice Big Cholak if, if that's required, but I think needs must. We play our best team, and uh, I'm hoping that Alfredo will be part of that. Yeah. So... I'm not going to go 3-0, I'm going to go a 4-1. Um, I think it will be a scudding, and, well, I hope it'll be a scudding anyway. And I'll go 4-1, just a wee bit different for you guys, but I think we'll all be happy if we aye, get a convincing one over Hibs and then take that into next Wednesday. And I tell you what, we get through next Wednesday, then I'll change the Andy Cam- I'll put the Andy Cameron song as my ringtone, happily. <laughs> um, on that note, Thank you, everybody, for watching. It's been a pleasure, and we are the people. Take care.